You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Powers Out. In today's episode, we talk about the power of the empath. If you pick up on everyone's energies and are looking for ways to feel balanced energetically, or you can't leave a relationship behind, listen in. I'm going to give you some tools and tips. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. At the time that I recorded this episode, it was October. So since we're heading in October into a time of the thinning of the veils, we're heading into an eclipse season where we're addressing subconscious energies and having realizations, and we're connecting more closely with the spirit world, I thought it was appropriate for us to discuss more spiritual topics like energy sensitivity, working with spirit guides, and communicating with our ancestors. So all that's going to be coming up in the next few episodes because we're also heading into my 100th episode. We're almost there and I wanted to celebrate by sharing some information that I um, have worked with for many years and that is near and dear to my heart and I think will be helpful for you. So today, our theme is the power of the empath. So have you ever felt like you couldn't go to public places because people's energy did not feel good to you? Do you feel overwhelmed by people's upsets or anger? Or do you feel like people's energy is inside of you and you can't get it out? Also, do you have a tendency to have a lot of needy or narcissistic people in your life? So if so, you're probably an untrained empath and you don't have to live your life like that. Another term for a person who feels energy this way is an energy sensitive. Now, having these abilities is actually a good thing if you know how to regulate and control them. A lot of people don't even know these are abilities. They just know that they feel people's energy. But what I'm telling you is, as an energy sensitive myself from an early age, these are abilities And they can be honed and trained to use as a skill that you can use when you want to. And you can also regulate and control them so you don't have to feel people's energy if you don't want to. Because you don't want to feel like you're being controlled by people's moods and emotions. And you don't want to feel like you're being drained by other people. Another heads up you should realize is that a lot of people or empaths tend to attract controlling needing or demanding or narcissistic people, their whole books on this topic. And that's because a lot of empaths have this need to feel needed. And that's a need that you can change. And that's a need that you can transform into something else that's a lot healthier. Hey, everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. As an empath from early childhood, I've had to find creative ways to generate tools to regulate sensitivity levels. And I can tell you that you don't have to feel like people's energy 
regulates what you do or dictates what you do or maybe has you avoid people. You don't have to live like that. And actually, when you learn how to manage those gifts, you do have to admit something to yourself in that process, which is that as an empath, you're the one seeking control. So let me explain this. And you may not like hearing it, but it's true. I've trained thousands of empaths. I used to have an energy healing school and I still train energy healers. And I also train lay people. I use tools like this that I'm going to present in this course to train massage therapists. I train lay people. I train psychologists. I train all kinds of people in some of these energy dynamics. And I am giving you some distinctions from one of my courses here today as a gift. And then if you need more help or support later on, I can tell you how to reach me. But I'm doing this because it's really important for you to understand that, again, you have a gift. It's not a burden. It's a gift. But you have to own a few things. First of all, empaths tend to control energy. So when you are an empath or an energy sensitive, you can read non-physical energy. You can read intentions. You can read emotions. And you can read attractor patterns from other people. Attractor patterns are energies that people emanate that attract future probable situations to occur. Some can read more and some can read less. And the way you read energy depends on which chakras are open. So let me explain what chakras are, okay? Because this is important. So chakras are energy vortexes that flow energy in and out of the body. And they connect to the central channel or what's also called traditionally the shishumna. And the ability to read energy clearly and accurately is directly proportional to how clear your chakras are. Now, all people have the ability to read energies around them, but not everyone's chakras are open enough to actually pick up on these energies. So that's why empaths can read more energy than other people because their chakras tend to be more open. And that's really important. And so part of this is a lot of empaths can sense energy, but if they're not clear themselves, they're not necessarily getting clear information about the energy they're receiving because they're filtering it through their own perceptions, beliefs, thoughts, and feelings. I want you to think of your auric field. That's your energy field around your body. It has seven different layers, and each layer is responsible for a different area in your life, right? And the thing is, especially the mental layer and the emotional layer, those layers have filters in them so that when energy travels in and out of your body, it goes through those filters. And if you have certain beliefs like no one will ever love me or people just want to use me, I'm just trying to give some examples. Whatever you read from other people is going to come through those filters and is going to be uh, colored by those filters or shifted by those filters. Some people use the term implicit bias. That's another way to describe how our perceptions, our beliefs, our way of living, people modeled for us, create implicit bias. But those are literally energy dynamics that are in our energy system and our energy field specifically that regulate how we perceive energy going in or out of our body or energy system. And so... If you're not clear, you're not going to get clear information. So imagine that. Now, here's what happens with empaths. They read energy through different chakras. 
Some people feel it. That's called clairsentience. You're reading energy through your solar plexus. Some people see energy. They see that through the third eye chakra. That's clairvoyance. Empaths who hear energies read through their throat and ear chakras, and that's called clairaudience. Some people know information about other people. That's reading through the crown chakra. That's called claircognizance. And amazingly, some people also can taste energy. That's called clairgustance. And some people can smell energy. That's called clairolfactance. So here's the thing. Most empaths are aware that they're more sensitive than other people. And they often carry a subconscious or sometimes not subconscious belief that their energy is better than that of other people. So take a moment, check in. When you're around other people and let's say they're angry or upset about something, do you think things like they have bad energy or I don't like the way their energy feels or that makes me uncomfortable or my energy is better than that? Just be aware of it because you're judging them for whatever they're having. Now, human beings have a whole range of emotions that they express. And yes, the vibrational frequencies of those different emotions emanate through their fields. And then as an empath, you feel what's going on in their energy field. And you can choose how you relate to that. You could judge it. You could try to change it, which is what most empaths do. Or you could let them have what they're having without judging. And that's called being in allow mode. I'll talk about the modes in a little bit. So here's the thing. A lot of what empaths do is they judge and evaluate other people's energy as not being quote unquote good. And then they pull it through their, into their own system called, and that's called cording. They cord with the person. They pull, that's pull mode. They pull the energy into their own body. They try to process it through their own system. And then they try to send the processed quote, clean up energy back out to the people around them. This is especially true when someone around them is in distress. Sometimes when they're angry. Sometimes this happens in codependent relationships where the empaths are codependent and uh, the other person's an alcoholic or an addict of some sort and they're sending out negative energy and then the empath's like, don't worry, it'll be okay, I'll fix it, I'll make everything better. And that's an example of what I'm talking about, Okay. This process of clearing other people's energy, which is usually without their permission, is technically unethical, and it's also demanding. So if you take someone's energy, you pull it in through your energy cords, you process it through your system, and then you send it back out, that requires energy. You probably feel tired. But empaths, who sometimes like to feel like they're victims, blame the other person and say, oh, their energy is draining. Well, Really, you're the one who's doing the work and not the good work, but the work where you're trying to process their energy. So naturally, that would feel tiring. If you let people have what they're having without trying to process it, you won't feel half as tired. And actually, that's the first tip of the day. That's really important, by the way. And just so you know, that took me decades to learn that because there aren't a lot of people teaching information about this, which is why I'm sharing it in this show. And then again, um, I teach people how to address this. So if you sound like that person that I just described, that's pulling people's energy, processing it and sending it out, and then also trying to fix things for other people, I'm going to ask you, is it working for you? (laughs) 
So what needs to happen to make an empath safe is that they need to learn how to manage their own energy. And what I mean by that is their human energy anatomy system, their auric field, their chakras, their meridians, and they need to learn how to regulate how much input they're receiving. So literally their chakras are too open. You want to learn how to regulate and control the flow of energy through your chakras so that you feel less and you feel what you feel at appropriate levels at appropriate times. And then if you do that and you have more control over that, you can also clear yourself. You can charge yourself. You can decide whether you're going to engage with that person. You can release energy cords with that person. If you could do all those things, and then you can decide how you want to show up in the future and whether you're going to show up as a rescuer in that archetype, or you're going to show up as someone who maybe facilitates uh, a process where you might ask them how they're going to deal with their situation without you having to fix it. You could be that person. You could show up differently such that whenever they're having this distress or upset or anger, you let them have what they're having and you don't have to process that through your system. And that's going to make it a lot easier for you to be in crowds. It's going to make easier to deal with difficult people when you're working. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to look inside at your own issues instead of making everything about other people. You can actually focus on yourself. These are all important aspects of being a healthy empath. All right, let me explain what courting is real quick. So courting um, is when People send energy out to each other to connect. Now, this happens all the time. It's normal. Cords are bioplasmic streamers of energy that are sent to connect. And whenever people are talking, when you're thinking about someone, you're courting with them. When you're engaging with them in some way, you're courting with them. That's a natural part of the process of relating. Some courting engagements are short-term and some are long-term. Energies passed via these cords, opinions, thoughts, feelings, beliefs. They're all passed through these cords. Also information. So sometimes when you're around someone who has a skill set that's different than yours, like let's say someone is an excellent speaker of Spanish and you're not, when you're around that person, it's easier to speak Spanish when you're in that person's presence because you're connecting with this person and you're courting and information's being sent back and forth between the two of you. So it's easier to speak Spanish when you're in this person's presence. The challenge with courting is when people stay attached long after they should have let go. So here's the thing. A courting release is when you disengage. And I'm going to talk about that more later. You never cut cords because this is injurious to people. You release courting, attachments. So um, I also want to talk about what energy management is. Energy management is a process of regulating how energy flows through your human energy anatomy system. So you can control how you experience energy. And there are a lot of different ways to do this. And I'm not going to talk about all of them here because I just don't have the time. Because I need more time to, to teach about that or to share about that. But... Just suffice it to say, when your energy system is balanced and the energy is flowing correctly, you feel great. And I also want to talk about what the higher self is. That's the aspect of the divine self, which is tuned into the divine consciousness of the universe, as well as the correct information in the universe. And this is a way to tap into information and use your intuition 
maybe to help you have a beneficial conversation with someone or to give them ideas, but not actually do for someone. So the last thing I need to discuss are the modes of energy. I need to teach you about this because this is what happens with empaths. They engage in a pulling um, aspect versus just being in allow mode. So let's talk about the modes. Okay. First mode is push. That's someone sending energy outward, usually towards someone. So all of these modes have positive and negative manifestations. And I can't go into them in a lot of detail, but just suffice it to say, someone's sending energy towards you or you're sending energy towards someone else. Let's just say when a push is someone sending energy toward you or you setting energy towards someone else. A pull is when you pull energy in or someone else pulls energy. Now, most empaths blame other people. Oh, they're sucking energy off me. Oh, they're an energy vampire. By the way, I really dislike the term energy vampire. It's dramatic, it's unprofessional, and it scares people. And the thing is, whenever you scare someone, you lower the vibrational frequency. Just say that they're pulling. It's more accurate, okay? Um, the thing is, really what's going on is they might be pulling on you, but you're probably pushing energy on them, or you might actually be pulling their energy into your body. That's usually what happens with empaths. Stop is when you don't let energy flow at all. This hardens the auric field, and it feels almost metallic. And a lot of empaths, what they do is when they're in crowds of people, they can't process all the energy, and they don't know how to regulate their their flow so instead of just regulating their flow and closing it down a little bit so th- and then centering and grounding so they're um, feeling safe in themselves, they just go into stop mode and shut down. Well, that's not always helpful either. So just letting you know, like stop isn't always the way to go with that. Allow is a state where we just let people's energy be what it is and we allow ourselves to be who we are and we don't react and we don't try to control it. And this is an optimal way of being. And withdrawal is the fifth mode. It's also called denial. This is when we check out or we deny someone else's reality. So a lot of empaths will float out of their bodies. A lot of times when they come to see me for sessions, they're not even in their bodies all the way. They're checked out. This is the least optimal way of being energetically because you're not empowered. Literally, you're not connected to your body. Your body is a way to flow energy and power. You want to stay connected. You don't want to leave or check out just because your buttons are pushed. It's not helpful. Okay, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you some tips and tools for empaths. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we are back. Okay. Number one tip, recognize when you don't care for someone else's energy. And I want you to check in with yourself. Why not? 
So a lot of times there's this thing called transference where someone reminds us of someone else. So a person that you're interacting with today could remind you of someone from 10 years ago that you have unresolved feelings with. And that person from 10 years ago, you have the unresolved feelings with, you're projecting those feelings about that person onto the person that's right in front of you. This is really unhelpful because you have to let go of whatever those energies are or feelings are from the past in order to see that person in front of you for who they really are without projecting some other experience. Because a lot of times we have a reaction to that person from 10 years ago and then we project that reaction on the person in front of us. Avoid doing that whenever possible. So make a mental note to do some inner work to dig deep on those issues and don't do it with the person right in front of you, take time away, maybe journal, maybe talk to your therapist, maybe talk to a friend, do some energy work, clear yourself because you need to know what's the upset about and how can you resolve it within yourself? And do you need to do some forgiveness work with that other person from 10 years ago? All right. So that's tip one. Recognize when you don't care for someone else's energy. Number two, practice energy management. Now, there's a whole lot involved with this. I'm only naming a few techniques. There's actually a lot more than this. And I can teach you about that if you need it, or you could study with somebody else if you need it. But you need to practice energy management. First thing is you're going to violet flame yourself. So the violet flame is an energy of transmutation. It transmutes negative energy into positive energy. It changes it from one state to another. It's literally a flame that you visualize that's violet. It's that simple. Most people try to make this complicated. It's not. Just imagine it. You could also imagine a violet light if uh, the flame image is not working for you for some reason. So you could do a lot with the violet flame. You could put it in a room. You could visualize it's in a room and it transmutes negative energy in the room. You can put it in your car or around your car to clear the energy in a car. If you do it in a room with other people or a car with other people, you need to set the intention that's for the highest good for all so that they're free to accept or reject it, okay? It's really important. You don't want to create karma by putting something in someone's space without giving them the ability to accept or reject it. So you say you're free to accept or reject this violet flame. In your mind, you can say that. Okay, you can also put it in your hands and then like, when you wear jewelry frequently, you need to violet flame that or glasses. You need to violet flame those because objects pick up on your emotional energy and your thoughts and you need to clear those things. You can also pass it around your body. So if you're around a person that's pushing your buttons, you can imagine a sheet of flame that's like a foot above you, maybe two feet above you. And then you just float it down through you past your head, your neck, your shoulders, your torso, back and arms and hands and legs and feet and into the ground. And then you can take it from the ground and pass it back up. And you can do this relatively quickly from your feet all the way back up to your head. So you can do two passes, one down and one up. And you can do this relatively quickly, but this will burn up negative energy in your body and your energy system. It's really helpful. Grounding is a way to send energy from the center of the universe down through your central channel, down through and out your legs and through the base of your pelvis, 7,000 miles under the center of the earth, connect with the earth's energy, pull and inhale green light from the earth up through your feet, your knees, and your hips, up between your knees, 
your, excuse me, up between your feet, your knees, and through your perineum and up the, through your body, charging your body, your torso with and your arms, your legs, your head with green light and then sending energy out through the top of your head and around your body to charge yourself with green light. So it's grounding and charging. And then centering is visualizing, connecting with your higher self, which I mentioned earlier, which is connecting that with that white light at the center of your being. That's deeper than your physical body. And this is a very, very deep energy that helps you connect with your soul. And that's a part of you that's not attached to drama. It receives higher information and wisdom from the universe. And it's a really positive, powerful energy. So those are three basic things. Violet flaming, grounding, and centering. And I also mentioned charging as well. You can do other techniques to charge, like Qigong or visualizing different colors inside your body as well. Okay, so so first step, recognize when you don't care for someone else's energy, process it on your own. Second is practice energy management. The third tip is don't process other people's energy. Cut it out. It's not... <laughs> It's not your job. It's not. I know you think it is, but it's not. Okay. Now, honestly, if you listen to the show and you're really honest with yourself, look at how much you're processing other people's stuff, because that's meaning a deeper psychological need for you, which is to feel valuable because you're fixing, helping, or solving. And I'd love to see you have a different psychological need. And that's the last step in this process, really, is changing your psychological need. Okay. So here's the thing. Let people have their own stuff without trying to fix it. This is probably a lifelong habit for you, and you're probably going to need time to work on not rescuing, saving, and problem solving for people when they're in distress. You can, however, ask them, how are you going to deal with your situation? You could say that to someone. How are you going to deal with this? Just don't try to do it for them. And if you feel yourself attaching energetically, remove yourself. So that goes on And if you feel yourself attaching energetically, remove yourself. And what I mean by that is disengage. This is step four. Disengage cording. Do not cord cut. So as I mentioned above, energy cords or bioplasmic streamers are like arms and legs. You do not cut cords. Now, 90% of the people out there are going to tell you to cut cords. I've heard this in Huna. I've heard this in other traditions, other healing traditions. Don't cut cords. It's an old way of dealing with it. I've had clients come to me who are completely energetically off and they needed to have corrections made in their energy system to return back to normal because they had cord cut. Cord cutting is not helpful. It's literally like cutting your leg in half. Don't do it. If you want to learn how to disengage, I will give you information at the end of the show. Okay. So here's the thing. What you're going to do is you're going to disengage courting. And then step five, take a clear look at your own emotional needs. I mentioned this before. Look at your need to rescue people. I'd love to see you have a different psychological need. Change this habit into having interactions with people based on trust and love instead of solving their problems. You don't have to fix it for people. Life happens. Things happen. It's not always going to be easy, neat, or clean. You're going to attract much healthier relationships this way, okay? And then if you have a relationship that you cannot seem to disengage from, like you think about them. Now, I want to just tell you this. 
So sometimes when people have these kinds of relationships, when I work on them, I see those courting attachments in different parts of their body. And sometimes literally people's phys like their energetic versions of their physical organs are attached to places where they shouldn't be. And so sometimes when I'm working with people to release from a relationship, I'm pulling things out of people that shouldn't be there and disengaging them. And so here's the thing. You need to do relationship clearing process. And if you want to learn about what that is, I can help you. I could teach you how to do it. I could teach you empath empowerment, or I can do a session to either take attachments off of you and to teach you how to disengage them yourself. It's really important. So you can text me at 971-319-2618. That's 971-319-2618. So let me just review those tools and tips one more time, okay? So first thing is recognize when you don't care for someone's energy and then you're going to process whatever that is at a different time because the person in front of you is probably not the person that's like really triggering you. So, you know, you want to make sure that you process that. Two, practice energy management. Three, don't process other people's stuff. If they're upset, they're hurting, they're freaking out. You don't have to process that negative energy inside of yourself. Let them have what they're having, but you could ask them. So what can you do to deal with your situation? Okay. Disengage courting. And then take a clear look at your own emotional needs to save or rescue people. And then change it. Like you're not, you don't have to get self-esteem by solving people's problems. You could just say, look, I love and I trust you. And I know that you're going to find a way to solve this problem. That's something you could say to them. And if you have a relationship that you can't seem to disengage from, you can get help for that. Okay, so I want to thank you for listening today. There are a lot of other people out there in the world who do this kind of work. They do energy work. And you're more than welcome to work with anyone else that you feel comfortable with or someone else that you trust. That's fine. But if you need a resource and you can't find someone else, you're welcome to reach out to me. I do work long distance as well as in person. So I'm happy to help. I want to thank you for joining me today. I want you to know that I really do hope that these tools are helpful for you. I hope that you will use them. Feel free to share this information with other people. If it's helpful for you, hopefully it will help others as well. And remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. Thanks for listening. And we're going to talk about spirit guides next time. Have a great day. Thanks. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971 971- 971 
319-269-3192618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A, dot com.